you know how people debate who was better, the number eight or number 24, Kobe? Who would you rather take, LeBron in Miami or LeBron in uh, Cleveland? Mm-hmm. I want a new one. I, I don't okay. want who's the better Brady. I want which Brady did you like better, Patriots or Buccaneers? Him going to the White House this morning? If you had that personality in New England, people would have loved him. He was given it. Did you hear him? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw the tweet today. I saw it on Twitter. Dude, he was out there giving his speech, and he was like, no one thought we'd win. In fact, I think 40% of them still didn't think we'd win. And then President Joe Biden goes out there, he goes, I understand that. And I was like, this guy. And then a little <laughs> later on, he's like, I missed one down. It was a down in my Sleepy 21 Tom. years. Sleepy Tom. <laughs> Tom, why would they say that to me? (laughs) And Biden's like, I don't know. It was. I want post Super Bowl, post Super Bowl Tom Brady this year has been the best Tom Brady ever. Everything from the boat to the trophy, I love it all, man. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our factual opinion, the sports podcast where we give our factual opinion on all things sports. Your co-host Zachary Nikolai, alongside me, as always, Tyler McGee. We're joking about, of course, the GOAT, Tom Brady. If you haven't listened to that or seen it, go on Instagram or Twitter. It's like 25 seconds. It's probably the best thing I've seen all day. Going over football, Tyler, I think we should just Mm -hmm. hop right in to sit down. Adam Scheffner, the GOAT. We're over here talking about Tom Brady and Mike Trout, all these GOATs. No, Shefty is the goat of reporters today on the ESPN show Get Up. He was giving the breakdown of the Aaron Rodgers saga that seems like it will never end. And he said that he was offered a contract that would make him the highest paid football player, not just right now, of all time. Insane. Turned it down. Yep. Yep. And, you know, he says that it's more than money. He wants control, but he goes on a little later to say if he could have control in Green Bay, he would stay. Tyler, it's done. It's it's over. You if, don't. What, what do you do? It, it's kind of like Tom Brady to me. What do you do when you have a guy who's so intelligent? He's already well respected. Mm-hmm. You know, he has amazing people around him. They don't want money. They want control and they want power and they want respect. And you can't give that to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I mean, the last time, think about this, the last time he played for the Packers, his coach took him off the field so they could go for a field goal. Yeah, kicked the field goal on fourth down with, what, less than a minute left or something like that? And No, it was like the, five They because they thought they could stop Tom Brady, oh, yeah, which that's is right, that's a decision right. in their own we won't talk about. But you just don't. There are certain things in a relationship that you just can't go back on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say something hurtful or you do an action, you know, you could say all the right things afterwards, but there's always, always going to be in their lingering. head. Always going to be lingering. He in the didn't back of the trust mind. me to go for it. He thought you didn't the trust other guy. Exactly. Arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on a fourth down. One of the most crucial play of their that season, like the, their season was on the line and you decide you know what? Let's kick the field goal. Let's try and stop Tom Brady. Let's see how this goes. Exactly. So, Shefty, I know you're doing your job and you're reporting. you always giving us facts. I appreciate it. But your last part about saying if he can get control in Green Bay, he'll stay. I don't see it, man. I see this being an ugly end. You know, I don't see him. 
I don't see him showing up for OTAs. I don't see him maybe showing up for preseason. And if he does, Mm -hmm. I hope it doesn't end up like this, but I see him being a little James Harden where he's difficult and it's just bad. Like, to be honest with you, Green Bay, this all started, I think it started a little beforehand, but there's no factual evidence on this. But we'll say just for argument's sake, this all started when Jordan Love was drafted. 100%. What did Aaron Rodgers want? He wanted some help on his wide receiver end. All he had was really Devontae Adams, and he kind of gets injured a lot too. So when he's out, it's just Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which nothing against him, but that's not that's not a number one wide receiver. And when you need to get one of the best quarterbacks some help in their prime and you draft his replacement, that's some that's some major disrespect there. I, I think that's the thing. It, it's one thing if he's out here saying, hey, can I get some offensive help? And they go, no, we got to get defensive help. It's like, okay. But you say, no, 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 you don't need help. Our defense doesn't need help. We need someone for in two, four, five, six, seven years, whenever you decide to leave to back you up. So I think mm-hmm. it all started when they drafted him. And here's the even bigger thing. If Jordan Love could play, why haven't you dealt Aaron Rodgers? Like, isn't that the whole reason you drafted Jordan Love to take over for Rodgers? Like, if Love is good, if Love can play, I don't see why you don't flip Rodgers, get your couple first-round picks and some players. So I see this being an ugly divorce. I see it going into the season. I see it like week four, week five. Because I think week eight is the trade deadline. So I see it halfway through, maybe even closer. And they'll ship him over to Denver or somewhere. I hope he goes to Denver. Can you imagine that conference? Patrick Mahomes, Aaron no. Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and then whoever John Gruden decides to have play for them, Derek Carr right now, like, that's fun. Yeah, I saw a tweet today. It was the LeBron James LeBron James meme of him, like, laughing and crying, you know, saying, like, how bad is Jordan Love where you just offered Aaron Rodgers $200 million when he's your replacement? But, I mean, at the same time, that's just a testament to how good Aaron Rodgers is if you have – a player like him, you don't want to lose him, but I think they lost him when they drafted Jordan Love. It's just a mix. It's how, like I said, if Love is that good, you trade him because that's literally the reason why you drafted him. But you've seen him practice now because Rodgers mm-hmm. has been gone and you see that he's not what you thought. And you said, Aaron, l- listen, baby, I. I wasn't seeing her. That was just a friend. I didn't mean any of that. I'll give you a ring. Like, that's what they're doing. They're saying she didn't mean nothing. I'm going to give you the world. And, you know, good for Rodgers. He's like, no, it already happened. Yeah. I mean, you turn down a $200 million contract extension. It just, it's, it's done. You you don't turn something like that down unless you seem like you're, you're over the franchise and, I think I think we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I really think we do. Good see, you, Aaron. It was a good career with good career with the Packers, but let's see what the next chapter is. All right, enough football. Let's go to basketball. Just the other day, we had Colin Coward on his show talking about a trade that involves Ben Simmons, that involves the Warriors, and that involves Damian Lillard. So for this segment on where Colin was wrong. I'm going to talk about how a trade with... So he was basically talking about if you trade to the Warriors, you're going to get your future star in Wiseman, your future big, and then possible future stars with their 
two picks that they have in this upcoming draft where there's a lot of shooters, a lot of young talent. This is one of the deeper drafts that they think that we've seen in a while. And then he was also talking about if you decide to trade Dame to the 76ers, you get a stacked defense with Ben Simmons, Thibault. And then this is where I have my issue with it is he was talking about how the only thing is your offense is going to drop drastically. He's talking about how Ben Simmons can't really shoot. And, you know, you get uh, Maxi who can, he can shoot, but he's not obviously Damian Lillard. And then he's talking about how CJ McCollum will be their number one option on that team. But if you have CJ McCollum as your number one op- option, which he's put up really good numbers, he's averaging his career. He's averaged about 23 last season. He averaged 40% from the three point line, which is really good. But he's saying his efficiency numbers will drop because now the next team, whatever team they play, their best defender is going to be on him. So his numbers won't be the same as when the best player was guarding Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard's just dishing out to CJ McCollum, who's putting up threes or, you know, putting up his numbers. Where I disagree is if Damian Lillard is gone from Portland, I think CJ is gone too. I can't imagine a scenario where they'd really want to keep him if they're trying to just completely rebuild. Now, it's not like CJ is old. He's 29 years old. At 29, you could have another solid, you know, five, six years, depending on who you are. He's he's a great, he's a great option. He's not necessarily maybe your second piece to a super, super team or your second piece to a championship team, but he's definitely that third option. He can knock down threes like there's no tomorrow. I mean, shooting 40% is amazing. He was playing very well this season before he broke his foot and was out for a couple of months. And yeah, I mean, if I'm the Blazers and I'm trading Damian Lillard, I think I'm just blowing it up completely and seeing what else I can get for CJ McCollum because there's teams that I think could really use a player like CJ McCollum, a knockdown shooter. And I don't see why you'd have any reason to really keep him if you're just going to completely move on from Dame and blow up. That's also if they trade Dame. Dame has been a little quiet about it. I mean, he was. And then the other day he said he hasn't made any decision yet. So who knows what will happen. But I think if you trade Dame, you trade CJ too. I think the past couple of years in basketball, what it's taught us is you don't need super teams really. Like I know people are talking about the Bucks being the first team to win without a super team. We're not going to get into that mm-hmm. because I don't know what you call last year. If you think that's a super team, you have issues thinking that, you know, Rondo's the third star for LeBron and AD, but I digress. Mm-hmm. You look at these past teams. Giannis isn't going to win it by himself. He needed help. He needed a good number two. Middleton stepped up. He's he's starting to look, now it might sound like an exaggeration, but he's starting to look like a Scottie Pippen. Like he is the best the valuable, out there. He's reliable, great number two option. He can get a bucket, and we've seen it multiple times. He closes games out, and he hits some clutch shots. Exactly. And so you look at the Suns also, I don't care how you stack it up before this series. We'll say before game two, Chris Paul. Okay. We'll call him the number one option. Devin Booker is a hell of a two. Let's switch it. D books. That's your number one option. Switch it. Yeah. Chris Paul Devin is my Booker number two. is my number one option for my, in my opinion. Oh yeah. I don't care how you switch it, but it's like, they're both, oh, yeah. you know, if you, however you slice it and dice it, that's a great two, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets you to the finals. You look at the Lakers last year, you know, LeBron's your one, AD's a two. Like AD as a two great. is insane to me. 
Exactly. And then you go look at the Raptors when they went and won Kawhi with Kyle Lowry as a two. So and Siakam always need Siakam could have been the number two. How could I forget him? He was insane. Yeah. But you look at him, and so Dame is great. He is the one. Mm-hmm. McCollum is the two. If you go and let's say hypothetically, Giannis leaves the Bucks, Middleton can't be your one. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't see him leading a team to the finals. Like you might win some games, obviously, but you're not going to the finals. So I, I think you're right. You know, I can't look at this and go, number two, come on, we're gonna go and build around you. You can't build around McCollum. You mm-hmm. gotta ship them both. You gotta get your picks, get your players, and you just gotta start over. Yeah. Now, where they trade McCollum, completely different topic in itself you've got to go somewhere where they need shooters and you, yeah there's plenty of teams around the league that oh yeah i mean any team will take up will take up a shooter i mean i'm a huge lakers fan i'd love to take up cj mccollum he's a great great three point i mean that's someone we need with lebron but it's a whole different thing i don't even know if we have first of all we don't have the trade capital to get damon lillard i see people talking about dame to the lakers i would love to see dame with lebron and ad there's no way we don't we get uh damon lillard yeah, but people, that's the same thing going on right now. Like, how in the world are the Warriors going to be able to yeah. get Lillard? I mean, the Warriors have, they have the pieces, but if you're the Blazers, do you want to trade Dame to the Warriors? Because the Warriors aren't going to want to offer, like, Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? That That's, that's they don't want to do that. But would you well, want to the trade? They're both in the West. Yeah, exactly. Would you want to trade Damon Lillard to where he'll play, he'll play you four times and then you're just going to have, Dane, Clay, and Steph just raining threes, dropping probably like 130 points on you. Yeah, that's why I think if he goes anywhere, it'll probably will be the 76ers. I don't know. Too much inconsistency right now, man. Where's A-Rod going to go? Where's Dame going? People are talking for a short while. They were saying Luca was unhappy. It's Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I mean, Ross talking. <laughs> where's Kawhi going? What's, the, what's happening with him now that he tore his ACL? What's the best situation for him? There's a lot, a lot in the NBA happening, and we're not even past the NBA Finals yet. We still have Game 6 tonight. Well, speaking of Game 6 and uncertainty, let's move on to our next segment. Disputable. As always, my man on there, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on Undisputed, are talking about anything basketball. This time it wasn't MJ and LeBron somehow bringing them into it. It was specifically (laughs) game six. And what really interests me, Tyler, is Shannon Mm -hmm. said, I want to say the Suns are going to win game six. He's like, but my head says no. And he goes on to say, which don't get me started on this. Uh, Scott Foster is officiating tonight, as everyone knows. Uh, 0-12 now, right? He's 0-12. People are saying he's 0-12 against Foster. Like, you're not playing. Don't get me started on that, man. It's out of your control what the ref does. Just play a ball. But so he's 0-12, and then people are making an even bigger deal because remember game two of, uh, I think it was the last series or two series before, Chris Paul was out, and Scott Foster mm-hmm. was officiating, and the Suns won. So people mm-hmm. are like, oh, it's – Chris is it, is it really? Is that the curse right there? Yeah. So people are saying, you know what? You just got to bet big on the Bucks tonight because of Scott Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the good talk show host that Shannon Sharp is, he pulled out more facts than just believing in curses. Mm-hmm. And you, I thought 
people were a little smarter than this, but he was like, oh, you know, the Bucks, they had a, a 14 uh, plus turnover differential, which means the Suns turned the ball over 14 more times than them. You know, they were out rebounded out this, everything we were talking about last time. And so yeah. there's no way that happens again. You know what I mean? The Suns, they look fatigued, but when your back's against the wall, man, that's when that's when you see the dog in somebody and that's when people put up a fight. So I don't see them turning the ball over 17 times again. I don't see the Bucks out rebounding them by a ridiculous amount. Like if they do, it's going to be five. It's not going to be double digits like it was last time. I don't see the Bucks shooting free throws the way they just did. Like they only missed, I want to say five or six. Like Most of those were everything, misses. <laughs> dude, they're all Giannis's misses. Everything <laughs> just aligned for the Bucks, and everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Suns. So what you're telling me, Shannon, is you think because Scott Foster is officiating that the Suns are going to repeat one of the worst performances they've had in rebounding and turnovers and ball security and field goal efficiency, like. I, I just don't see back-to-back awful performances, especially in Phoenix. And Tyler, I will take my hat off to you. Yes, the Bucks won game five. Good, good, whatever. I still think Suns in seven. You know who didn't end up eating their words either was me, Drew Holiday, the X Factor that I told you. If he steps up his game, they're going to win in Phoenix. What he do, stepped up, played a great offensive game, played a great defensive game, had probably the biggest steal of his entire career when Devin Booker got triple teamed and no one was even trying to help. You know what I mean? But then you had Chris Paul and he threw that beautiful, beautiful lob to Giannis and Chris Paul had that pretty bad foul, which ended up leading to an offensive board, which we've actually, which is crazy. We've seen, I've seen a lot of offensive boards off of Giannis's missed free throws go right back to the Bucks, And those are just boneheaded plays that you don't usually see the, the Suns put up, but to your argument, you said you're not going to see the Suns do it again when we've just seen it happen basically three times in a row. And now Milwaukee going back home, game six, I don't know, I think it's over. I think I think we're going to see Drew Holiday perform at a high level again. He's found his game. It's got to feel good. He, you know it felt good for him seeing those buckets going, seeing how well he played. And Middleton, like you said, is looking Scotty Pippen-esque with – his reliable play. And then you just have Giannis who is crazy. He's averaging like 32 and 15 and it seems like normal. We're, we're seeing it every single game. He's putting up LeBron like numbers. He's putting up Shaq like dominant numbers. We That's a whole different, he's not Shaq. Shaq was just a whole nother beast, but Giannis, man, I think he pops off tonight. I think the building is going to be electric. Everyone's going to be ecstatic. They're hungry. Giannis is hungry. He really wants this. I think it's over. I, I haven't seen anything from Chris Paul that's telling me he's going to turn the game around. I mean, last game, granted, he didn't play terrible. He had, what, 21 and 11, which isn't bad. But I heard a stat basically saying when Devin Booker's not on the floor and Chris Paul is, their efficiency and their offensive efficiency drops dramatically. So, I mean... Devin Booker might have to play the entire game, but I haven't seen anything from Chris Paul or the Suns that's telling me they're going to win this game. And I just, I think it's over. 
first off, thanks for correcting me. The game is in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. It's going to be an away game for the Suns. Scott Foster mm-hmm. is officiating. Chris Paul is mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. And they have to go against the best thing we've seen since Shaq. I like my odds. <laughs> I yeah, it's going to be a tough game. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if the Suns do lose tonight. As you mentioned, it's they have kind of repeated that bad luck. Chris Paul looks old. He looks thirty six. He does. he looks Devin Booker. It's, I don't know if he's injured or what. He just doesn't look like the Chris Paul that we saw in that Clipper series or game one of the series, just something happened where he just kind of hit a, hit a very steep decline. And I mean, last game, he kind of bounced back a little bit, but he's just going to need more apparently, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very tough to watch tonight. You know, I will be watching that. Uh, I'm going to say the Suns because I think it's the point God. I think Devin Mm -hmm. Booker is, great i think he i mean a back-to-back 40 games just lost both of them which is crazy and i just see ayton you know ayton's tired ayton is having to guard Giannis the entire time he's doing decent but it's kind of like you know igadala going against lebron like all you can do is slow him down you can't stop him so it's gonna be tough it's like a defense in football having to stop a player like you're the best running back like someone like christian mccaffrey or well like back when Todd Gurley was playing really well, it was your defense at 70% and your running back still seems like he's at 100% for whatever reason, just running through walls. Almost impossible to stop that. And that's what Giannis is to this defense, it seems like, to the Suns' defense. Yeah, I, I see this being a big game. So we'll see. I may eat my words, but, hey, I've been wrong before. Talking about D-Book, though, uh, dude, on and off the court, he's been insane. And I know you've been liking what you've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on and off the court. I, you know what I really love? I love seeing him pull up in whatever car he decides he's going to drive. You know what I mean? He's just – he's got such a calm demeanor, and I love his post-press conferences. Like, just the other day, um, who was it? Was it Jay will who was talking to Devin Booker saying, oh, people have compared you to Kobe Bryant. Richard he's Jefferson. Straight up, Richard Jefferson. There you go, yeah. People have compared you to Kobe Bryant, and he straight up was like, don't ever compare me to Kobe Bryant. And I was like, wow, for someone yeah. who and it's not yeah. a disrespect thing. Like, no, no, Kobe. no, not like at all. it's not at all. It is. A, I am not there yet. Yeah, it's it's more of a him saying I'm not there yet. And which is 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 crazy to see because he's got that mentality because Kobe was Kobe was his idol, man. You, you see him wearing his Kobe's every single game and he loved Kobe. Kobe even praised him. But it's I mean, just the other day. Just the other day, that interview, I don't know if you saw that. I'm assuming you did. Everyone saw that that post-game press conference interview question. Basically, Chris Paul, Devin Booker sitting right next to each other. And the guy asked, how frustrated are you right now for Chris Paul? And Chris Paul looked over like, and then Devin Booker was like, like what the hell did you just ask? Why would you ask someone who just dropped 40 the game before that, dropped 40, that game lost both times had such a crucial critical error turnover that i'm sure he's beating himself up on why are you gonna ask how frustrated are you for chris paul i'm frustrated for myself i scored 40 freaking points two times and we lost both of them i turned the ball over we lost because possibly my turnover 
don't ask how frustrated I am for my teammate. Ask how frustrated I am for me or my team in general. Like this narrative, like I love Chris Paul. Don't get me wrong, but this narrative being built around him is Chris Paul this, Chris Paul that. He's the leader of the team. He is the leader of the team. Don't get me wrong, but everything is being about Chris Paul. Nothing really being said about Devin Booker. And why is it always, oh, how frustrated are you for Chris Paul? Or what do you think Chris Paul, you know what I mean? It's just. What did Chris say to you about know. this? And did when yeah. Chris Paul looked at that journalist, he was, he was, he, was he looked appalled. Appalled. Oh. He appalled. That's funny. I thought he was going to call the entire... <laughs> pun intended. He looked appalled. Yeah, totally planned. I thought he was going to call the banana boat crew and just be like, guys, <laughs> we got to talk to this dude. Like, Get this I guy thought out. Ron D. Wade, Mello, they were all going to show up and be like, yeah, LeBron was there. You LeBron could have pulled up. And then people are upset about Bron. We're not going to get into that. I just think yeah. people are reaching. It's. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think asking that kind of question is just disrespect to Devin Booker. I mean, he's putting up great numbers. He's giving his heart out. Yeah, he struggled some in the fourth quarter, but don't ask how I am feeling about my teammate. Ask how I'm feeling about myself or the team in general. That was just a terrible question. And. It, it seemed like a lot of disrespect to someone who just put up 40 points. The questions are going downhill sometimes. I mean, I, yeah. I get not a lot's going on. Mm-hmm. Be creative. I don't care. Grab a kid. I, I love, like, for the Super Bowl when they have children ask them questions. Like, I still love yeah. that kid asking Tom Brady, who's your hero, and he gets all emotional. Yeah. You know, have a kid ask a question. I'd rather watch that than – Well, maybe I have a kid ask a question to the winning team, not the losing team. I wouldn't yeah. want to be yeah, answering yeah. questions to the kid yeah, I want... lost. I want him to go asking Giannis, what do you do before the game? And him going, I tinkle. And they go, what's I tinkle. tinkle? Take a pregame um, tinkle. Yeah, no. I love I'm it. No. D-Buck, I hope he shows up tonight. Uh, on to the debate. I'm actually very upset about this one, Tyler. So uh, for, for those of you listening, uh, Nick Saban, the greatest college coach of all time, it's not even a debate goes to a Texas high school coaching clinic where he's giving his wisdom and his greatness as one does. And someone asked him a question about his thoughts on the NIL, which is basically what gives college players now the ability to profit off Mm -hmm. their image and likeness. Which good for them. Good for them. I've been pounding that forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, we are not going to this is the last we're going to see the NCAA. I really think that what's going to happen is there's going to be a split. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the FNCAA or the uh, B Schools NCAA. and players are all over it. All Yeah, but I NCAA. think it's going to be it's going to be each one is to a specific sport. Like I think mm-hmm. football's going to have their own. I think basketball's going to have their own. Um, Makes sense. I, I think it's going to split. It's going to be so much work for these these people and it the mm-hmm. players deserve it. Um, yeah. But moving on from that, they asked Nick mm-hmm. Saban, what are your thoughts on this? And he didn't give his opinion solely on it, like a yes or a no. But he said, I'll tell you this. Bryce Young, who is the upcoming Alabama quarterback, has not taken a college snap. Uh, alumni from, you know what, high school? Modern day. Mm-hmm. Modern, Modern day. day high school here Southern in California, SoCal. baby. Yeah, gotta love seeing them represent. Um, he said, Hey, Bryce Young, 
It's an ungodly amount of money. He said he's almost at seven figures. For someone who's 18 years old? That's insane. Seven figures, 18 years mm -hmm. old, maybe 19, and he has never thrown a college pass that's counted. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking, Tyler, if he's making almost seven figures, what the hell would Tebow have made? What would have Reggie Bush made? And so our debate today, what I want to talk to you about, what college athlete, so athlete, not just football, mm -hmm. what college yeah. athlete would have profited the most off the NIL? So for my answer, it could be hard, but mine I'm saying is Zion Williamson. And the only thing that would kind of like hinder his most profitable would just be most college athletes for basketball are one and done if you're that type of player. But I honestly, I think I'd have to say with Zion Williamson because going into the NBA, this dude was probably the biggest star, the biggest prospect since someone like LeBron James. You know what I mean? He had millions of followers on social media. Everyone was flocking to see his games. He was just so phenomenal. He's huge. He's bigger than everyone else. He's putting up electric dunks. I just think it has to be Zion Williams. I think, I think companies like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, I think they'd be trying to throw millions at him just to get him to sign a deal for the future, especially for him going into the NBA when everyone knew what kind of player he, he could be. I just I think it would have been Zion. I, I just don't see that. I he's I don't great. get how you're so yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean he had such a big influence. Like everyone knew who Zion was. Even if he didn't watch basketball, you knew who Zion Williams was. Well, hopefully, yeah, but you knew who Zion Williams was. Yeah. It, but so when I look at it, I think the biggest the biggest stage counts. Yeah. Okay, so when you have guys like Reggie Bush and Tim Tebow, I don't even want to talk about Johnny Manziel. I loved Money Manziel. Johnny football. I was, I was always here. Johnny Football. Loved yeah. him. And, you know, he went – I actually own uh, part of the team that he's in right now for that mm -hmm. uh, fan-controlled football league. Yeah. yeah. I Dude, I had to buy him because it's Johnny Football. Like, he was mm -hmm. electric. No pun intended because his team name is the Zaffers. Yeah. But you look at it. Tim Tebow went and won two national championships. Tim yeah. Tebow is the best human being. Like Everyone, he was, you're, you're going to run through a wall for that guy. <laughs> after his speech, the I promise, yeah. dude, I still get chilled. Tim Tebow at Florida, he was the biggest star in that state. And then he mm -hmm. went to the NFL, Tebow Mania. I still remember his game-winning touchdown throw to Demarius Thomas, Thomas, eighty yards. That was crazy. Wild card Steelers. That, that was, play that still was shouldn't have happened. They actually, they actually had to take one of the safeties off because a mile high, the oxygen's different. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. starting safety they pulled because he was having troubles breathing. Yeah, and so Denver's that guy was playing. actually out of coverage. Yeah. So hey, Tebow Mania, you know somebody was watching out for Tebow, and we know exactly who that was. But so the man Tebow, upstairs. I think. <laughs> the man upstairs i think tebow as much as i'm ranting right now number two number one reggie bush man reggie he bush. dude la first off you're making money you are making <laughs> yeah. money he was already making money before all this and oh yeah F fyi give my man his heisman back i don't want to hear nothing about that <laughs> he deserves his heisman back you're in la the stars came out to see him every single game 
mm-hmm. like he was much watched. And then I know they ended up, you know, not winning. Yeah, uh, Texas Longhorns. Dude, hey, Bush would have been. I think he would have made more money than some NFL players, just as a college athlete. Probably. So, I mean, I think, I think a lot of these college athletes, players like Reggie Bush, Team Tibu, Zion, will would have made more money than some of their respective NBA players. You know what I mean? Like some of their, yeah. the the key bench players, like he, they could have made more money than that. I think with just endorsements and everything. Yeah. No, you, I'll, I'll tell you what though. I will give Zion top five. I think he would be the mm-hmm. fifth most profitable, but dude, Reggie, Hebo, maybe someone third money Manziel yeah. and Zion, man. I mean, I don't... it makes sense too, because football, college football is way bigger than any other college sport. So it, it, it would make Duke. sense, but yeah, I was gonna say for one, it's Duke, and two, ESPN was posting him like crazy even before he even played. Like yes, he was all over ESPN. I'd always see people saying, "What is this? Like, this is like..." So ESPN posts about three people a couple years ago. It was LeBron, Steph, and Zion, and Zion wasn't even the NBA. You know what I mean? So I just feel like the endorsements were gonna be there. People, I think they flock to. They flocked to get him onto their to an endorsement deal, and, but yeah, I think Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush, pretty good argument as well. Love Reggie pretty Bush. Good, it's the right answer. I don't know. What you mean, pretty good. <laughs> it's they're good guy, and that's kind of what you're saying about Zion. Like people loved Tebow because of the kind of human being he was. Yeah. People loved Bush because he the kind of human being he was, and obviously their mm-hmm. production on the field. People love mm-hmm. Zion because his production and the kind of guy still now. His yeah. charisma, his smile, his smile sells. He should be getting brand endorsements from like dentists. Like, look at him. <laughs> but I mean, also on top of that, they were just really, you wanted to watch them. They were like just fantastic players and still are. Well, Zion still is. Tebow yeah. tied in for the Jaguars now and Reggie Bush just trying to get his Heisman back, which you're right, he should get that back. I don't, now he 100% should get it back, but. So who All else right. do you have, though? Talk this just, up, just a quick question. Who me. else? Do you have Johnny Football on there, too? Yeah. Do you, could you think of any anyone else or no? Uh, if you want to go older, I'd say Magic. I think he was a huge mm. kind of deal where you were like, I need this guy. Um, Bo Jackson, most definitely. Um, I don't want to say Deion Sanders because I don't nah. think a defensive player would have. You don't have that kind of like, much. yeah. I mean. Obviously, he was electric. Don't get defense, me wrong. But yeah, just... it's just you don't get too like people don't get too hyped over defense. Like I love seeing good defense, but it's just not necessarily where the money is. Like in terms of on that side, like the money making, like they'll play a lot of money for defenses. But when it comes to, like endorsements and all that stuff, you want that electric. Everything from player. endorsements. The NFL MVP. There's only been two defensive players win it. There was a kicker that won it, and then the rest of them were offensive players. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you look at it, defense doesn't really sell. The only reason yeah. I think there was big-name defensive players in college is because of big hits, so Clowney. Mm-hmm. Remember that big hit? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Peppers, Jabril Peppers was huge because they lined him up at corner and safety oh, okay. and linebacker. Um, they make big deals out of – yeah, but they make big deals out of freaks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, this dude is just – an absolute animal look at that like that's mm-hmm. what they do and you, you think about guys like ed reed's huge mm-hmm. most people are just kind of like oh, okay that's cool like and it's like no ed reed is a top well, you know two who safety 
who gets a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think right now Aaron Donald, he's the most talked about defensive player probably. You know, it's funny. He's still undervalued. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he puts up some crazy numbers, and people were talking about like how his his numbers dropped, and then you see like the coverage on him. It's they have to get three people just to stop him. It's crazy. He's getting tripled. But yeah, it's it's so it's so unfair to defenses. So yeah, I I would love to say Deion Sanders would have been one of those top five guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't see defense being as attractive. I like it. I like it. Well, you should like it. They're all right answers. You know why? It's my <laughs> factual opinion. That's, that's uh, why I can't remember a time I was wrong, except for the Suns. And on that yeah. note, uh, congratulations, Tyler McGee. The Bucks did win game five. I was wrong about that, but I was right about everything else this episode. So we'll call it a wash. Thank you for listening to Our Factual Opinion. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify. You can now tell your Amazon device, hey, play Our Factual Opinion, and there we are. Uh, You can find us on YouTube on Wednesdays and Fridays. Not this Friday, though. I will be taking a hiatus, and we will resume this next Wednesday. Yes, sir. So long from Zachary Nikolai and Tyler McGee. We'll see you next time.